Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 75, Dead Giveaway. Welcome to Episode 75 of the Nut Nerd Podcast. I am Nate Heath, and I am here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Hello, hello there, world. How are you? I am good. I will good. speak on behalf of the world. Okay. I was just going to kind of play along like I was listening Having a, to the world. <laughs> yes. Good. Listening to you? the world. Mm-hmm. Um, are the kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> we come to you. Uh, we are recording on Mother's Day. So a very happy Mother's Day uh, to all of you mothers out there. And I uh, hope it was a, a pleasant day for all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Say hi to your mom for me. Jeez. That, no, that's a that's a Back to the Future reference. Okay, yeah. there we go. Back to the Future quotes coming in early. Uh, well, we have got plenty of tech to talk about tonight, so we're going to get right into it. All kinds of good stuff. We got some tips. We got some stories. We got some probably some rants at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it tends to happen, but no um, politics because this is the what what is there least, least political. No, uh, le- most partisan. No, <laughs> mo- <laughs> why don't this you say is, it? Our podcast is we are the least partisan tech podcast <laughs> on the internet. I remember it now. It's, okay, it's, give it to me now. Well, so least is a negative connotation. So yeah. we're the most nonpartisan yes, tech podcast. There we go. So we're the most most nonpartisan, nonpartisan tech podcast on the interwebs. This is true. Uh, first story, we got a little follow up. Tesla, uh, mm-hmm. they they've been in the news a lot lately. They, Elon Musk, uh, he's he, a marketing master. Yeah, he's got pipe dreams and uh, well literal pipe dreams with his tunneling, his boring company. Yeah. But he, we talked about this several months ago, the solar roof tiles, mm-hmm. um, they're actually, they're moving forward with it. They're starting to take, you know, kind of pre-orders, get them scheduled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks like this summer, they're going to start rolling out these solar roof tiles. It seems like a no brainer, right? Especially if you're in an area and your home is well suited to solar panels, basically you get your roof redone. Yeah. But instead of roof tiles, they're solar panels. And they look like glass or ceramic roof tiles. And so they are very attractive and they've got a couple different styles. Yeah. Uh, if if I were a developer and I was making new homes in Arizona or New Mexico, I wouldn't even put standard roofs on. I'd be like, this is what you're getting. Yeah. Why not? It, you could upsell it to the, your customer, even though it costs about the same as a conventional roof. Yeah. There you go. Free, well, any any type of premium higher end housing. And so what what they're saying with the pricing, they didn't from what I saw, I didn't see a lot of specifics, but they basically said you're looking at the price of getting a new roof mm-hmm. and then your electricity is what you're going to pay. So it's going to be more than just getting your roof replaced, right. which you would expect. Yes. Um, but then with the electricity that you'll save for mm-hmm. most people, it will make sense and it'll pay itself off within, you know, the yeah. normal life of a regular roof. Right. Uh, they do have, they are also upselling with their uh, battery wall, which yeah. is a huge like external battery <laughs> pack that goes inside your house. Yeah. Instead so, of your pocket or your 
backpack. Yes. It goes in your garage. It's huge. Huge. And so then when you're gone at work all day, it stores all the electricity. And when you get home, mm-hmm. when the sun's no longer out, then you can use it. I really think this just, is a great idea. It makes so much sense. And maybe I've mentioned it before because it's a topic I love to talk about is that decentralizing the power grid just makes complete sense. If there's ever a natural disaster or a terrorist attack, if every home has its own energy production units, it won't affect homes across the state or the the eastern seaboard if if there's a tornado or a hurricane or something yeah. that wipes out a power plant. It's just uh, it's on your, your own power plant is in your house. Yes. Very I was cool. listening to an interesting podcast. I forget which one it was on an episode. And they were talking about the first guy who used solar panels and kind of flipped the switch so that he could provide power back to the power plants right. and his meter would roll backwards. Uh, and there's been some legislation in areas because yeah. surprise, surprise, the power companies don't like paying people for generally uh, not electricity. They want to sell you electricity. So it is their job there. There's still some kinks to be worked out in the entire system, but you know, moving forward with electric cars, these solar roofs, the power wall, really makes a lot of sense to me for the, mm-hmm. you know, the environmental impacts, the decentralization, like you're talking about, and yeah. just common sense saving money. Yeah. And better on the environment because yeah. you're not burning uh, fossil fuels to generate electricity. It's coming from the sun. So good on you, Elon. This one I stand behind. So if you want to go, you can go to tesla.com slash solar roof and that will get you to the page that talks about it and you can enter your address to get started Mm -hmm. uh, with the project and so you can do that we'll have a link in the show notes related to this last week i wanted to do a little follow-up on my pick of the week Mm. which was the power squid uh, extension cable splitter and the other y splitter for your power cables and one of the things i kind of felt like i needed to follow up with was talking a little bit i think we mentioned before but APC battery backups. So you'll see these a lot. I have installed them many businesses when they have servers. You put in these huge battery backups and APC is the company that makes all of them. I believe it's American Mm -hmm. Power Conversion was the company name. I thought it was um, automatic power control. Well, yeah. It could be. It could be. And they were bought, I think, by Schneier Electric. Anyways, you don't care about <laughs> well, that. We're not giving you facts here. We're giving you ideas. <laughs> yes. So the reason I wanted to bring these up is like the power squid, that doesn't even really give you any surge protection. And so these battery backups, the idea is that it is constantly staying charged. Mm-hmm. And so that if the power does go out, with especially in a server case, if the power goes out, you can safely shut down the server and then you won't have a, you know, just forced power off with a server, but they make these in all sizes. Mm-hmm. Some businesses I work with, they put them in every desk for every computer, just so it helps with that if that yeah. if the power goes out. And I wanted to bring it up because if you have bad power, like some people's houses, businesses, you just have... The power's always kind of finicky. The wind will blow and it'll yeah. like go out. Power goes out or the lights are always flashing. Well, one of the other benefits besides just when the power completely goes out is there's a lot of fluctuation in power. So having one of these gives stable power to your devices. Mm-hmm. So it's not helpful if you have a TV plugged into the wall and the power's always kind of going up and going down the voltage and it's not right. stable. So this 
kind of conditions the electricity before it passes on to your devices. So mm -hmm. it can improve the life of any electronic devices. Yeah. You're not going to put it on everything, your alarm clock, everything in the house. <laughs> You're going to look at the holistic cost and then make the decision if this is something, but really for an entertainment center to have something, a power conditioner, they do have some mm -hmm. that are like that, but the battery backups, you can get them on Amazon. I'll put a link in, you know, 60, 70 bucks for some of the standard lower end ones. You know, my TV died a while back. I wonder if I would have, if it would not have died, had I a power or a UPS, yeah. a universal power, what is it? Uninterruptible power supply. Yes. This is what we're talking about. If I would have had one of those connected to my TV, maybe it was a surge in power. Maybe it was something because I have, again, like the Christmas story, I've got like 9,000 yep. things plugged in back there. So who knows? Maybe I could have saved my old TV. This is true. So yeah, and actually my TV, which I kind of wish. <laughs> that thing has got some legs. I need to plug that straight into a lightning. <laughs> yes. It's a, 10 years. We're coming up wow. on 10 years next month. And that it's I a will plasma TV, which I, I was never a plasma fan, but I will say this they about... they weigh 500 pounds. Yeah, they're very robust and it's... It is a very sturdy technology for sure. That TV, you've got a couple lines that have kind of crept up through it, yeah. but they're not very noticeable. But man, that thing just keeps on ticking. Takes a licking, keeps on ticking. But there was the weird thing. I don't know if you've been here to experience it. The bathroom, the guest bathroom. I have experienced partial your bathroom. bathroom that is right <laughs> next to it. If you turned on the fan in there, the TV would flicker and sometimes the screen oh, would go out and no. sometimes. It would just stay dark or sometimes it'd go out for a second. You have a newer on. home and you still have bad power in yeah. this place. But I put in this new search protector mm -hmm. and I was just thinking about it. I don't think that's been happening. So oh, that's so. kind of the moral of this story. If you have power issues, there mm -hmm. are these solutions that can really, again, prolong your devices or yeah. just give you a better experience. Mm -hmm. And if you do have important you know, computers, that kind of thing, where it would be really great if the power goes out that you could do a safe shutdown. Yeah. Versus uh, just, especially desktop computers, laptops, they all have batteries yes, built in. Yeah. But with desktop well, computers. Well, the old battery, old laptops where the battery doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I've worked on those before where I go to pull it out of the wall and it just shuts down. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's time for a new battery. One of those but yes, laptops, it's not a big of a deal. But if you have desktops and especially server type devices. Well, anyway, they're a good, those batteries are great. Yes. They're great. So I'll put some links in another piece of follow-up on your pick of the week from last week. Mm -hmm. You were talking, we were talking about the OTG standard where yeah. you could plug a mouse into an And I think Android it was device. my tip of the week, actually. Oh, yes. Yes. That was the tip of the week. Yeah. We got to get our acronym, <laughs> acronyms right or whatever. So with the OTG, I started thinking about it and I was like, well, what can you do on iOS with OTG? Because mm -hmm. I was thinking that USB is a pretty well uh, established standard. Right. And so I figured there must be some things that you can do on lightning on the mm -hmm. iOS devices. And I went on Amazon. There were a bunch of a different adapters. It's just much more limited. You can't do a mouse. So yeah, it, there's OTG standard. I've actually, my pick of the week this week is related to one of these products oh, I found on Amazon exciting. that we will talk about at the end of the show. So stick around for that. Okay. Next up, we're going to switch things up a little bit from how we've been doing it. And speaking of tips of the week, Dave, why don't you give us your tip this week? Well, as we age and as we move through life, we usually get a little slower and a little heavier. And so we need 
many of us need as many things as possible to help keep us motivated to exercise. And one of the things, if you have an Apple Watch that Apple has done, is that they've made these fun little medals that you can get. And today is Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. So so they had a Mother's Day medal. And I'm going to pull up the activity monitor here on my my handy-dandy iPhone. And I'm going to show you what I earned today. Oh, look at that. That it, is beautiful. A little orange rose. Yeah. And and this you earn this Mother's Day challenge by doing a workout that goes for a mile or more on okay. Mother's Day. They had one for Earth Day and there was something for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so in addition to your regular, like I've earned one for, I think, standing up. Uh, <laughs> you stood up today, yeah. Dave. Congratulations. If you stand up the, the target number of times a day oh, yes. for a solid week, yep. you can get this medal. I believe I have gotten that one, and yeah. that's about it for my achievements. Setting a personal activities. record for the most calories burned in a day, okay. you can get a medal. So, the, you know, these cutesy little medals. But in addition to those, they have the holiday ones. So gives you a little motivation and something to shoot for, a little gamification like we've talked about before. Yeah, but well, let's say, well... Dave, I don't, I'm not. I don't have a fancy Apple Watch. Yes. Or I don't have a Samsung Gear, or I don't have a Fitbit because those things are like a hundred bucks. You know, it's like you and your fancy stuff. How can I participate? Well, this is my tip of the week. Yeah. Many of your friends probably already participate in Fitbit. Fitbit is a company. They previously bought the Pebble Watch Company. Yes. They are big into fitness, and they're one of the leading mobile fitness tracking companies. So they have an Android application. They have an iOS application and probably a Windows phone or something out there. Who knows? But you can download their application, sign up for a Fitbit account. You can register your mobile device, your iPhone, your Samsung phone, your LG phone. Most of these devices, if they have an accelerometer in them, GPS, they can be used as a fitness tracker mm. with the Fitbit app. So that's what I do. My wife has a Fitbit. I have a, a few coworkers who have Fitbits and some other friends yeah. who have Fitbits. I simply use my iPhone and connect to the Fitbit software. And of course I have to walk around with my phone in my pocket. Um, but when I'm doing challenges and things, I want to participate. So that's what I use. So that's my my tip of the week. Use your cell phone as a Fitbit device if you can't afford or don't want to have a Fitbit wearable. Yes. So can it not take the data from your Apple Watch? It will it work if you do have an Apple Watch? Can you use a Fitbit? That is a good question. And these are questions that I've asked myself and answered. Fitbit does not want you to, they don't want Apple Watch to compete with their own products. So only steps recorded by your cell phone will count towards any challenges that you do. So so if I leave my phone at home and then go out with my watch and then sync that watch back with my phone, those steps do not count. It is only the ones that your phone does. And so if you have other biometric devices from other manufacturers they will not work only your cell phone very interesting very smart i don't like that yeah but well, it makes business sense yeah they like making money for some reason yeah. these weird companies like that well so, that's a great tip i think everybody should have a fitbit account and just challenge each other and and we can work our way to better fitness yes through technology well, I actually, not myself, but my daughter Isla has a tip this week. Oh, she does. She taught me something on my computer. <laughs> and my daughter of 10 months old. If you hit 
the keyboard hard enough, the keys yeah. will break. Yeah. Is that you the tip? Spit up on the keyboard. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. No, I was sitting with her uh, the other morning, and I decided it was time to introduce her to the Dragos Dentia video, also <laughs> known as the Numa Numa song uh, okay. from about 10 years ago. Very viral. There was a kid sitting in his bedroom doing a dance to it on his webcam. Anyways, it's a fun, upbeat video. She really likes music. She likes kind of dancing around. Mm -hmm. So we were sitting there in the morning. I was bouncing her on my knee and I had this song playing and the video was going on my laptop on YouTube. And she reaches up and she loves kind of grabbing at my computer just because it's, it's, it's smooth. Yeah, and metal and kind of different. And yeah. she reaches up and she finds the closest key to her, which is the right arrow key in the very bottom corner. Mm -hmm. And she starts tapping on that. And I'm like, what's going on? It's skip forward five seconds. Yeah. I did not know that. And skip back. She found the skip forward. So my 10-month-old taught me something about watching wow. videos on YouTube. She was kind of doing like a little DJ move. So I've got a prodigy well, for my yeah. DJ skills. I've passed that on to her already. So And those are some really marketable skills too. Yes. That she can be able to use. So yes, that is true. When you're watching a YouTube video now, if you hit the arrow keys, you can skip forward and back. Yeah. So Isla wanted to chime in with a tip this week. And since well, she cannot you. talk yet, uh, someday she will listen back to the archives of the Not Nerd podcast, I'm sure. Thank you, Isla. And if you're listening to this later in the week, maybe next week, goo goo, ga 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 ga, goo goo. That's the thank yeah, you and that's, baby talk. That's her thing. Yeah. So some quick takes this week. You had actually, we had this one last week and we didn't get to it. There was a story that came up through your App Shopper app, which you've right. talked about several times, where they, uh, it's a great app to have if you kind of want to see when prices drop on different apps or apps go free or learn about different yep. apps. You can kind of track them, and when they go on sale, it'll alert you. But they gave you a little alert or a message email, I guess it, we, could, we yeah. could call it an email. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hi there. We here at App Shopper hope you've had a great week. So they said there's a an app that's been causing controversy, FaceApp, a face transformation app has been out for a while, but it came under fire recently. The app promises to transform your face to show what you'd look like younger or older or as a different gender. And it had a quote, hotness filter, unquote, to improve your looks. But this filter, they're speaking particularly of the, of the hot hotness, hotness filter. This one Lightened skin tones significantly, causing many to claim that it was racist. The app's developer has since apologized, and the app has been updated to remove this filter entirely. So I, this, you know, I got this thing, and I just wanted to discuss it and kind of unpack what went on here. And is this thing racist? Is it not racist? Is it the antithesis of racist? Because it was eliminating a racial piece or, you know what I mean? It yeah. kind of gets confusing. It, it does. <laughs> so uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it, my first thought when I was reading over this, the, the email that you put in our notes, I was thinking for one, these companies have got to start learning some, <laughs> like it or not, the mm -hmm. situation of our society is that anything that could be in any way construed as being offensive to anyone, yeah. there's a good chance that you're going to get some heat for it. We live now some in a generation. Some hotness for it, if you may. <laughs> we live in a generation where people have been uh, 
raised with bubble wrap around them and so they're so sensitive now that they they get nonpartisan dave nonpartisan this is not we're losing listeners (laughs) as we speak this is cultural we've we have a generation of people who don't want to have their feelings hurt you know we take them to soccer games and nobody wins uh because everybody's a winner well everybody wins and so i think this is some of this coming out yeah like you lightened a skin tone and called it beautiful well you're racist yeah so i did and it's one of the things that Adam Carolla, my podcasting idol, I guess you could say, one of the things he says in a situation like this is it's stupid or liar. Were stupid they, or liar? Stupid or liar. Okay. So, and it kind of translates to the, were they, was this a mistake? Were they thought that this and the algorithm just didn't quite work right. And so this I is see. what ended up happening or are they liars or were they trying to misconstrue and they're trying to make everybody look lighter? Cause that's what they think it's hot. I would say this is probably in the category of stupid. They just didn't yeah. think it through all the way. Snapchat had some similar issues. One of the things I did think about this, it probably got a lot more people to know about face app. Cause yeah. I actually saw, I remember hearing about this several months ago and then in the last, couple weeks i've mm-hmm. seen a lot of people post pictures because they'll kind of do the foregrid of you know yourself older younger and then right. as the opposite gender right and so it, it's free <laughs> press for them it's one of those things where it's there's so many layers to this stuff that you can't yeah. really figure out did they do it on purpose as to yeah. make controversy to, to make it viral or are they stupid like you said or are they re- truly racist and they are trying to discriminate against people that are non-light skinned, skinned yeah. um, light is, and skin tones. Yeah. So it's a whole, a whole range of people. If yes. you're not like buttery white from Scandinavia, then you're discriminated against, yeah. you know, and it's like the emojis. Now we have the multicolored. <laughs> Did emojis. I say buttery white? <laughs> buttery white. I think it's buttery yellow, but <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> anyway, milky white, milky white. That's there what I'm go. looking for. It's, it's a milk product. Yes. yes. It's just unturned. Uh, d- just point. the same. Anyways. Yeah. Enough of the <laughs> if face. You're un- if you're unturned, butter white. Yes. Then yes. If you are an app developer, please be careful because th- that's the kind of stuff that you're going to come under. You're going to have to issue an apology and it probably won't affect your sales. So maybe you do want to try it and yeah. <laughs> see if you can uh, get some more popularity and more downloads out of it. Who knows? And regardless, it was a very interesting topic. Yes. So you guys talk amongst yourselves. If you have comments, let us know on Facebook. See what you think. If you think we're racist, I mean, Dave's racist. <laughs> of course, because I do voices. And so I'm racist. Yeah, oh, that's true. I love yeah, racist. We, I am going to, not nerd, would like to issue an apology <laughs> for all of Dave's impersonations well, and voices. What you should know about that is that I actually celebrate and embrace other cultures and diversity because I love hearing different accents and voices. Yes. It's just, I'm not very good at it. So, uh, next story, Amazon. So we just talked, was it just last week? We finally talked about the Amazon look, look which yeah. is the one that you put in your closet and it tells you if you can dress or not. Yes. It's putting a camera in your closet to look at your clothes. Yes. To tell <laughs> and evaluate Which it. isn't creepy at all. <laughs> no. So this week they announced the, or last week, the Amazon echo Show, which these names are confusing. The name is terrible. Because Why this, wasn't it View? The Amazon View. Because the Amazon Look. So this, what this is, is it's an Amazon Alexa device with a screen on it. So yeah. uh, also known as a tablet. <laughs> and so, An iPad with built-in big speakers. Yes. So the Echo Look, this one, you look at a screen. So this one could have been called the Echo, Echo Look. 
And this one's called the Echo Show, which the other one you're showing what you're wearing to be evaluated. So that one could have been called the Echo Show. So yeah. Amazon, we love a lot of their stuff, but man, they confuse people a Your lot of the time. naming conventions are horrible. So the idea behind this device is, and I've been saying this, that people don't just want to talk to a device. They also want to be able to see things. And I've <laughs> said, that's why we have TVs. That's why we have iPads and iPhones and computers. Cause we like looking at things. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why the radio did not succeed over televisions because people are visual. And so the echo show they're like, Hey, we've got this revolutionary idea. We're going to take this thing that you only talk to, and we're going to put a screen on it so that you can see the time. You can see the weather. You can get news on this. You could look at a recipe while you're yes. cooking in the in the kitchen. And and one of the big things they're touting with this device is video calling. Right. They're trying to reinvent video calling again. Again, which Skype and FaceTime. I mean, I, everybody talks about my parents use FaceTime. It's an adjective now. Yes. And so or for this device, a verb. verb, it's a verb, yes. it's a verb now. FaceTime is a verb now. And this device, it's 230 bucks. Yeah. So it's not cheap. It, I had tweeted and you responded to my tweet. Yeah. Dave and I had a Twitter conversation because yeah. I said, because we can't do it in real life. <laughs> yes. We don't do that every week for way too long. But my whole thing is what makes this any better than a smartphone or a tablet. And you said better speakers. Yeah. And I said, well, yes, and it's plugged into the wall. So it's got better speakers, better microphone, better power mm -hmm. because you're not moving it. Uh, one of the downsides is you're not moving it. So you have to, I heard a discussion today. It's actually a good point though, that it yes. stays put. The, with the dots in the echo, the previous non-video echo devices, you kind of put them in a corner somewhere inconspicuous. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, you will have to have it in a place where you will want to make video calls, where you'll want to look at things. And so it's just, it's a whole nother dynamic. You're going to want a couple of them because I'm going to want one in the kitchen. Yes. And then someone's going to want one in the living room so that they can be sitting on the couch talking to grandma. Yeah. Yeah. So do, does the whole family gather up in the kitchen to talk to grandma <laughs> or do you cook in the living room? Yeah. There's a lot of questions to be worked out right. on this It one. depends on how big your house is. Maybe yes. that's all the same room. Or you know what else you could do? You could use your smartphone or your tablet and do all these things exactly the same, except for Crazy. you would have to play it through other speakers to get the excellent sound, which you probably already have in your house. Yeah. So I, I think it's... For me, this is the perfect recipe machine that's in your for kitchen. For 230 bucks. Well, I mean, but you also get like an Echo. Yeah. So it's the Echo Plus, a recipe viewer. Viewer. My daughter... And my wife, they either walk across the room and look at the computer screen. Mm -hmm. I haven't told them about printing things on paper yet. <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> zooming in on the screen because I've been to your house. You could, yeah, that screen is big enough. You could make it big enough that you could is. read from the kitchen. But they always walk over to the computer, look at the recipe, come back to the kitchen, go back and forth, back and forth. Or they're progressing. They'll get the iPad and set it in the yeah. kitchen and just look at the iPad. But... The iPad gets used for email and Facebook and all the, it's all over the house. It'd be nice to have a tablet type device that just stayed in the kitchen all the time. Yes. It had the weather report there. You could say, play me a song. You could say, show me this recipe. I mean, that seems like a really nice feature to have. Yeah. And 
So here's a, a new natism. We're going to look at the big picture on okay. this. You are going to have to find a sound to put in there for big picture. So fundamentally, here's where I see some issues for Amazon and where Apple or Google could really run away with this. Amazon, they're doing everything at home. Okay. So as soon as you leave your home, you are with your you can use the app on your phone, but it's going to be tougher than using yeah. something that built into your phone. So once you leave your house, you're either with Google or you're with Apple, Siri and Yes. All those so things. with Amazon and they tried with the Amazon Fire Phone, which was a fire of a mess mm-hmm. several years ago. Amazon these devices, you know, with this video calling do you have to have this? To, you know, people are going to be confused. And I think both Google and Apple, which they have their developer conferences coming up very soon, mm-hmm. they both have the opportunity to make their devices work well enough that it just wipes these Amazon. It would not be hard if Apple really, and I think they have the potential to do it. And now that they have the competition, I think that they will do it mm-hmm. to make Siri the dominating. A lot of people say, oh, Siri's dead. Well, Siri has some distinct advantages. They have a ton of data from a billion devices using Siri every day. And I've got one. It's on every Apple device. Every Apple device. <laughs> it's so like it's, there already. It's there. And, you know, they've got this technology advantage and they're worldwide. The mm-hmm. Amazon is, I believe, U.S., and UK and maybe Germany. Canada, so they've maybe. got like one in a, not even Canada. I, oh, or yeah. maybe they got to Canada parts, now. Parts of the services are in Canada yes. and the UK. But they Germany. have one and a half languages. Yeah. Whereas Apple has, what is it, 50 plus languages. So mm-hmm. they've got 95% of the world's population probably covered with their Siri languages. Yeah. Uh, Google, I think, is already pretty limited. Although I would say that they have the possibility just with their data collection mm-hmm. um, with Siri, they've been for the last couple of versions of iOS, they've been training it to learn your voice so that when right. you say, Hey Siri, that it would only make your phone wake up. <laughs> My phone didn't wake up. Yeah. So <laughs> I might have it turned off, but yeah. if they, they are so close, if they could just improve, if maybe it's another microphone or two in their devices and the new iPhones, iPads, they could just blow Amazon out of the water and they mm-hmm. would not sell another device because your phone would be good enough that you could set it on the counter and say all these same things that an Alexa would do. Their advantage is it's plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. So they have constant power and they have more microphones and better speakers because they have unlimited power. Yeah. So that's... We'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know everything. Don't uh, you know? Bet your nest egg on what I'm saying. But that's that's what I see being around so much of this stuff so often. What's to stop me from getting a forty nine dollar Kindle Fire, getting a case with a stand, and permanently leaving that in my kitchen? How is it different than the Echo Show? It would not have voice. I don't think the Amazon Fire tablets have. Uh, voice activation where you could just say Alexa. You have to push a button. Yeah, you would have to push the button. So I guess that's the difference. Yeah. But you could still buy one of those and you could buy an Amazon dot and you're still, you're paying less than a hundred bucks. So we'll see. I, I just don't think, and 
You can't call grandma by saying call grandma. Yes. Here's a big problem with this that I've mentioned before. Tech journalists are desperate for new stories. Mm -hmm. And so they are just all over this. But I don't think people past the tech journalists are really dying for this device. I think a lot of people are just now considering taking a look at the echo dot yeah, yeah. or the M is that what is Amazon dot? Sorry. Yeah. Um, because it's been out for a little while and they're kind of considering it, but and it's $50. So it's a lot more of an impulse purchase. It's really than cheap. $230. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but yes, um, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about getting a cheap iPad and just mounting it in the kitchen. It's like, yeah. there's your internet computer. Just use this for recipes. And the rest of the time it just sits on the wall and shows the, the yeah. temperature. And the other advantage is we're both sitting here with them. Apple has a couple of computers out there that also have Siri on them. They do. So they, I, I think I'm hoping I'm crossing my fingers that Apple really steps up. There's rumors that they're actually going to come out with a similar device. I will be this summer, very curious. Next month, yeah. Actually. Next month, June 5th is the uh, worldwide developers conference, Apple's developer conference. So we'll be covering that. Of course, they're going to have a keynote talking about the new versions of all their operating systems that will be coming out in the fall. But there's rumors that are saying they're going to come out with some sort of voice device and maybe a new iPad at that time. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, this next story I see here on the list, yes. uh, you're going to have to do some explaining <laughs> because you put a link in the show notes and I clicked on it. <laughs> But then I, I should like, have warned you not to click on it. You like, were smart enough to know. Yeah, I was. I was like, what is this? This is not right. And so I, you know, I said, this is crazy. Yes. So this, this one, I, a friend that I consider pretty technologically advanced posted on Facebook and it said, Sharpie giveaway. It's Sharpie's 24th anniversary. So they're giving away a 24 pack of Sharpies to everyone. Click this link. <laughs> and so I'm a little suspicious. Skeptical. Yes. Skeptical of this because this kind of scam has been going around forever. So, and it says, hurry up only 872 sets available. <laughs> Claim one. Now the dead giveaway on this. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. If you look at the URL, if you click the link, it takes you to Sharpie dash B 17 U 29 P dot K-E-R-U-V dot U-S. And you go to the page and hopefully our, our listeners are smart enough to know this. Yes. But your friends might not be. You would get to this page and go, you know what? I don't think Sharpie's doing this promotion. It looks like a third party because it's got a 90 mile long URL and the yeah. word Sharpie is yeah. not even really in the... Yes. Yeah. And so you get to this page and it wants you to answer a couple questions. And then I didn't go past that. I think it asks you for Facebook permissions. Oh boy. And then it wants you to post on Facebook so that then you can claim your thing. So it's totally spammy. It's, it's just a viral scam. Yes. I wanted to remind people in this one, I looked it up on Snopes says it's totally false. It came out in a, over a year ago is when this first came out. So these things cycle through again, but just be mindful of this kind of stuff. And you can on Facebook, if you see this kind of stuff, you can click that little down arrow in the upper right corner of a post and you can actually report posts and say if they're spam or if they're fake news, that kind of stuff. 
do that stuff because it can help make Facebook better. It can get this stuff off there before somebody gets tricked into doing something they shouldn't and ending up giving their, you know, information. I don't know if this one says, hey, give us your credit card so you can pay for shipping or whatever it is because I didn't want to dive in that deep. But just great reminder, be careful on what you click on, be careful on what you believe and <laughs> help others out. Let them know, report it. Don't just scan by it and go, oh, geez, there goes Johnny again, posting this junk on Facebook. Well, and here's the funny thing is when I look on Google, when was Sharpie founded? It was actually founded in 1857. <laughs> it's a brand of writing instruments manufactured yes. by Newell Brand. And it's headquartered in Hoboken, New Jersey. So it's not the 24th Why would they give away a 24 marker set to everyone on its 14th anniversary is what the post says. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a little more than the 14th. They put in facts to make it more believable. But I know you guys are smart enough, but I'm just reminding you, help those around you uh, tech better. Right. Next story. You were talking about the Fitbit with your pro tip. So a report came out. This uh, quarter one, so quarter one's finished up and everybody's doing their analysis, Mm -hmm. that Apple Watch was the um, number one selling wearable, including fitness trackers. So it wasn't Fitbit. It wasn't Garmin. It wasn't Samsung gear. It wasn't Motorola watch. It wasn't the list goes on. It was Apple's. And you know what? I said this when the Apple was first announced, the Apple Watch that this will be the best selling. They'll sell more Apple watches the first month than every other wearable competitor the past year. Yeah. And it's, it's far exceeded that. Yeah. And I, so this actually ties in very well with your tip. Cause I think Fitbit really needs to focus on their app and monetizing that because yeah. so you can see in this chart here, it says, so quarter one, 2016, one year ago, Apple sold two point this. And these are estimated numbers that are not exact, but there's a lot of analysts that do a pretty good job of analyzing it, figuring out these numbers. They said that Apple sold 2.2 million Apple watches a year ago mm-hmm. and Fitbit sold 4.5 million at number three, Xiaomi, which is a Chinese brand, they sold 3.8 million. Well, quarter one, 2017, Apple went from 2.2 million to 3.5 million for a quarter. So that's wow. three months, a three month period. Fitbit went from 4.5 million to 2.9 million. So they had a huge they drop went way down. And it's because of the Apple watch. Yeah. And, I've there's a Neil Seibert Seibart. I'm not familiar with Neil. Neil, uh, he does a podcast. We were t- I told you about him the other day. Anyways, there's a podcast. Okay, you did. I remember yes. now. He he really gets into above this above Avalon. Above Avalon, yeah. and I believe I've mentioned that before. But he really he's been saying that this Apple wearable stuff is good. Now all of a sudden after the Apple's first quarter earnings announcement Mm -hmm. and what they kind of talked through and said that Apple watch is doing great. They had a record quarter. Everybody's going, you know what? This Apple watch is really catching on. (laughs) But these, a lot of these Apple real analysts have been saying the Apple watch is huge. Yeah. And now everybody's kind of like, you know what guys, the Apple watch is huge. And it's like, right. yeah. Yeah. And they're turning their tune because there's still a lot of people, Leo Laporte, Mm-hmm. The tech guy on the radio, 
Apple Watch is doomed. It, I why would you wear an Apple Watch? It, there's just no use for it, and it's yeah, it's and, false. And I told a friend the other day who was over, like, what you know, what do you use? Because she had a Fitbit, and she was asking me about the Apple Watch, and I actually got on this topic of well, using your smartphone if you yeah. want, you have your friends to participate. And I was saying, you know what? It doesn't have to do a lot to make it useful for me. Yeah. The primary things are to look at notifications, to occasionally interact, to look at my next uh, appointment that's coming up, to see how many steps I've been doing, and to look at the weather. I'm like, those features are enough. I don't have to run apps. I don't have to do all these crazy things. I don't have to shoot a laser or do anything crazy. It's useful as a remote device to my phone and my laptop. Yes. And Renee Ritchie, one of the premier Apple guys that writes about Apple at iMore.com, I heard him reiterate again, the Apple Watch is great for the transactions that are quick that you can do on the Apple Watch. Yeah. The iPhone, then you move up to the iPhone and there's a great set of things you can do on there. But then there's some things that aren't great on the iPhone. So then you move up to a laptop. Mm-hmm. Some things or don't work on a laptop. Yeah. Or yeah, a tablet, then a laptop, and then a computer. And so there's these stages where the Apple Watch is such a great for those quick. And mm-hmm. we both talked about those quick yeah. interactions, the quick notifications. There's one more thing the Apple Watch does I didn't mention. It tells the time. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it tells the time better than... They said it's It's, like 100 times more accurate than the iPhone is. Yeah, it's very accurate. They're using some amazing technology there. So Apple Watch, it's the real deal. A lot of Mm -hmm. people have been poo-pooing on it. Yeah, and if you're into fashion, you can accessorize it with the different bands bands and and all this crazy stuff. Again, a a friend today had an Apple Watch. It was the rose gold, and she had the rose gold fluoroelastomer. Yes. Is that what it is? And it looked very nice. I mean, that was a nice-looking watch she had. They're very functional and very, yeah, you can do with it what you want to do. So the next story, I don't know if you got to see this link, Dave, but if you haven't, don't. Okay. So speaking of Apple in quarter one, Mm -hmm. there was a report came out from Strategy Analytics. That's a a name there. That's good for SEO. Yes, it is. Strategy Analytics. And they looked at uh, smartphone sales for quarter one. Okay. So they have the top five global smartphone shipments by model. So specific model. And I was going to ask you, do a little high five. What are the top five smartphone models shipped in quarter one of 2017? And this is by number of units shipped? Yes. Okay. Well, without any particular order i'm gonna say the iphone 7 am i for what what place or are you well, just saying it's on the list i was gonna say it's on the list it is on the list okay the 7 plus on the list the samsung galaxy s8 not on the list is it a samsung product uh there are two samsung products the note Seven, no. not a note. There, I, uh, I'm. You could keep guessing forever because I'm guessing you have never heard of the Samsung Galaxy J3 or the Samsung Galaxy J5 devices. Never heard of which these. are very low end. Are usually, they tablets? Uh, they're they're phones, and they're looks like they're used a lot of times for prepaid phones. So uh, very very low. They're end. the cheapies that get yes. given away. 
So is there an LG phone in there? There is not. The other one you would never guess either because I had never heard of it is the Oppo O P P O R nine S. Oh yeah, the old Oppo R nine S. Yes, which looks to be a uh, actually Japan. Uh, looks like it's sold in Asia. I've never heard of it in the U.S. Right. So I think the moral of the story is the top selling phones or the ones that move the most units are a bunch of no name models because they're cheap or giveaways. And then the brand new flagship iPhones. Yes. So w- w- the picture here is quite interesting. It's showing that Apple has a very high place in the market, even though these are premium, very expensive devices versus the very cheap ones that you would expect to be high volume generators because you know, they're free. Dime a dozen. They're dime a dozen. Yes. So the order, I'll give it to you. Fifth place, the galaxy J five. Okay. Fourth place, the galaxy J three. Those were both released in 2016. And then the Oppo, the Oppo is number three. The 7 Plus was number two. Which I'd expect. And the 7 was number one. Because the so, 7 is smaller and less expensive, and it appeals to more people. And, and one of the other crazy things, they also show percentage of total uh, per model. So the iPhone 7 at the number one spot only has 6.1% of the market. Okay. So the 7 Plus, 4.9. The Oppo, 25 the galaxies 1.7, 1.4, others 83.3%. So that shows you a little yeah. thing we like to call fragmentation. Yeah. Those are all Android phones. Well, and the other iPhones and that Windows. are for sale. Yeah. Windows phones, Blackberries, but it splits out, you know, probably a thousand different models between that 83%. And this is what a lot of people don't understand when they're having the iPhone Android wars. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, Android's the best selling thing. And uh, you have to remind that you're referring to an operating system of yeah. which there are thousands of different devices. Yeah. And you're comparing that to iOS, which is currently shipping two devices. Yeah. So, and those two devices make up 10% of all units. Yeah. So yeah. 11%. Yeah. yeah. So you, you can say all day long that it has, you know, greater market penetration, all these things. And that's great. That does not mean Apple is doomed. It means Apple has the better customers that are giving them lots and lots of money. Whereas all the other Android manufacturers, those numbers are spread across so many manufacturers, so many devices that they're, the customers aren't paying very much. Yeah. It's, it's apples and oranges. If you look at the average selling price for Android for that 80 plus percent of Android phones sold yeah. in worldwide. It's probably average selling price of 50 bucks or less. Cause you mm-hmm. have India and China, which is over a third of the world's population, if not half, well, not quite half well, a third of the world's population. And they are majority of their population is very low. I was just listening to a podcast today. I didn't hear anything about this in the news that India basically got ready rid of their money. 
They told everybody wow. they had to go in and trade in their money because <laughs> everybody uses cash in India. Most people don't have bank accounts. Yeah. And the government decided, because there's so much corruption, because when you have cash, it's very hard to track. Yeah. And when you have that many people, it's really hard to track. So right. even like real estate transactions, you would say, well, I'll give you $25,000 in cash mm-hmm. that it won't be on the record. There's no And taxes then we'll do this. And- yeah. So they basically said, hey, you have 30 days to come trade in all your money for these this new money that they realized didn't fit in their ATM machine. I mean, it's been the, <laughs> very interesting. I think it was Planet Money, uh, the NPR podcast, where they were talking about this. Yeah. They did a two-part thing. India, like I didn't hear any, and we don't hear a lot about India. No. But it is a huge country like China, oh, very poor country. The huge. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. So it, that was a little sidestep. So we'll move on to the next story. I've got a quick, uh, oh, no, I don't. Well, a quick mention. I'll put a link in the show notes. Speaking of Apple's iPhone and being the number one and two Q1 shipments, they put up a new page on their site with some great simple videos on how to shoot better pictures, specifically with the 7 Plus and the portrait mode. But But it applies to any cell phone photography, regardless of Just some great Apple-like Cool video. So go watch those. Learn mm-hmm. how to l- take a little better pictures. Every once in a while, we'll share one of those links because it, it, we do s- take so many pictures with mm-hmm. our cell phones that if you can take better ones, you'll be better off. The next story, quick security story. Yeah, there was. I started seeing this. It was either Friday or Saturday. I was kind of scrolling through emails and stuff, and I started seeing this pop up about this huge. Uh, malware thing that was going across Europe and Mm. things were just getting out of control. Yeah. And so I started looking into it and heard some people talk about it now that we've been into it a couple days. It was a crypto, um, a ransomware called WannaCrypt. Clever name. Yeah. They WannaCrypt. They want to encrypt your devices. So a ransomware, basically, it gets installed on your computer. It starts encrypting all your files, files on the network. And so then they want you to pay them money to unlock the files. And as we've had stories before, they might unlock those files if you pay them. This one, it seemed like they were asking a lot of money. Is Some of them were- $300 worth of Bitcoins or three? 300 Bitcoins. Okay. And a Bitcoin is worth like $700. $1,700 now. Holy cow. Bitcoin. Yeah. I was just looking at that the other day. So it, they were asking for a lot of money. So it, it really, it was directed at Europe. And it was really hitting them hard. There was major hospitals Mm -hmm. where they were having to turn people away because they just couldn't access their system. FedEx had some issues where they were just turning off all of their computers because they didn't, you know, want this to spread. And it was really a nasty one where it, if you installed it, I would hate to be the person that they tracked it back to that you got some email, you clicked on a link, you hit install, and then it spreads out through your entire company, especially a hospital or a huge company. Something where people's lives are at stake. Yeah. And so this was a big one and it, uh, looking into it, it's like, well, what does it affect? That's, you know, is it affecting, you know, super old computers? Is it weird computers? Mm-hmm. It was Windows computers. Maybe you've heard of a company called Microsoft. Yeah, I've heard of those guys. They're out of Washington. Okay. Um, William Gates was oh, yeah. uh, one of the founders. Billy. Is that yeah, like old Billy, Billy Gates. So they had this vulnerability, mm-hmm. my favorite word, and this, it was listed in all of these 
CIA leaks okay. that we had a couple months ago. So somebody was able to take that. Was it CIA or NSA? Uh, I think it was the CIA. Okay. Whatever, which, whichever. The leaks that came out over the last couple months. Right. And they used this software and created this ransomware and packaged it up and started sending out phishing emails trying to get you to install something. It would say, hey, you know, we need to take care of this right away to, for work. Click on this link and so we can do this. And then it would start spreading. Well, it went back all the way to Windows XP too that this has been on available on Windows. So in very rare form, Microsoft has already pushed out a patch, an update, a security hotfix, they like mm -hmm. to call it. And the rare thing is they usually do these once a month updates, Patch Tuesday, they call it. And they pushed out this special one and they actually went back and updated uh, Windows 8 and Windows XP because that's how serious this issue was. Right. So all the versions of Windows back to Windows XP, they pushed out updates, which they stopped. Like if you have a Windows XP computer and it's connected to the internet and you start it up, it says Microsoft no longer supports this. Right. Time to move on. So Microsoft got very serious about this. There was actually an interesting story that a reporter, I believe in the UK, who was covering this story, he started looking through the code and you know was somehow able to get a hold of it and found that there was a domain name that mm -hmm. was referenced in, you know, when it's passing this information back and forth. But he found out he was trying to track down, obviously, who had that domain name. Well, it was not a registered domain name. So he was able to register that domain name and become a hero on this because it stopped a lot of the ransomware. So this yeah. guy, like random reporter, he just goes, well, this domain name's not registered. I'm going to register it. And kind of by accident, he fixed yeah, he kind of stopped this from growing because it was like an epidemic. Yeah, like people were. I follow on Facebook some super nerdy IT sites, mm -hmm. and they were putting out some articles that were like, "This is really, really bad." Yeah. So between Microsoft and uh, this guy, it helped. But it's a great reminder, especially for security updates. Make sure you're doing those if you're on a Windows computer. Go in, go to Windows Updates in your control panel, and just see if there's any updates. Do yeah. those updates, because sometimes it won't work. I've worked on computers where it's like no updates have been installed in three years, and yeah. it's wow. not a good picture. Uh, Apple, it's a little more forceful because they have the App Store now, so it kind of gives you those notifications to install. Mm -hmm. Uh, but just a great reminder to stay updated because that's a lot of what these updates are is security fixes. And Microsoft also issued a statement and they, they were, you could tell they were pretty hot about this because the U S government through their tactics knew about this yeah. vulnerability, created software that fell into the wrong hands and was used for evil, which is yeah. all these things we've been saying, this yeah. is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Mm -hmm. I saw somebody today say, remember when Apple was really fighting the U S government about giving a backdoor into yeah. their devices? This is why, because yep. they said the government said, we'll never let this out. Well, yeah. all this stuff got out. Well, and just to quote part of Microsoft's statement, it says as a technology company, we at Microsoft have the first responsibility to address these issues. We increase are among the first responders to the attacks on the internet. We have more than 3,500 security engineers at the company, and we're working comprehensively to ad address cybersecurity threats. This includes new, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but 
they they go in and talk about this attack demonstrates the degree of cybersecurity has become a shared responsibility between tech companies and customers. And they go on to say that they're going to, let me find it here, you know, the governments of the world should treat this attack as a wake-up call. They need to take a different approach and adhere to cyberspace and the same rules applied to weapons in the physical world. And they go on and talk about a new digital Geneva convention. Wow. And so they shots fired across the bow from Microsoft. They stood up and said, this is garbage. And they called out the NSA and all the governmental. And uh, really, if you think about it, you know, Apple has a lot of power, Google, but really Microsoft, if they say. You know, they would have the power. They say, you know what? We're going to turn off Windows mm-hmm. until we can get this figured out because you guys And it would cripple the up. entire world. The in, yeah, the world. It I mean, re- they could literally shut down the world if Microsoft wanted to. Yeah. And so hopefully this does that for the, the ones that aren't affected by this, the benefit for us will be that this really gets people serious about having these protections in there mm-hmm. and making sure everybody is working together to keep keep us safe because this ransomware stuff is nasty and it's also a great reminder for my lower back tattoo yep. dave what does it Let's say see, pull your shirt up it says uh one backup is none backup yes have a great backup system if you are a business especially if it would cost you money if your computers aren't working please contact us, consistenttech.com. That's my company. We will help you have a great system for disaster recovery in place. With that, no disasters here. It's time for our Picks of the Week. It sounded like uh, a scary ghost again. That's okay. I try so hard for monster truck, but yeah. I've been talking so much in this show that it gets so scary ghost, I, old scary ghost, you're, you're the under. old scary guy on Scooby-Doo. The word for you kids and your darn dogs. All right. Dave, uh, give us your tip. So uh, this is my pick, actually. Oh, my pick. pick of the, man, I'm yeah. all messed up That's tonight. okay. That's okay. My pick of the week, I'm actually using it here. Yes. And I did a little test. My computer, my laptop which is the the newer MacBook with the little USB Type-C charger. Um, it was at 18%, I think, is what yes. we said when I came in. And I hooked up my handy-dandy pick of the week, and now it's at 37%. Oh, wow. So, so if, even while you've been using it, while we've been yeah. doing the show, it has been charging. This is called the Pocket Juice. It is a um, an on-the-go type power brick uh, endurance AC is what it says on the back. It's a lithium polymer battery. The capacity is 12,000 milliamps, which is pretty darn huge. But it has a couple qualities about it that I just had to have before yes, I spent any more money. Oh, for month for a year you've yes. been talking about this to me just begging for this device and i you wanted found it. i did i wanted a portable battery yes that was over 10,000 milliamps yes because that's in my mind, a great range to have. It'll, yep. rip, it'll charge a couple of devices a couple of times. I also wanted it to, you know, charge my devices quickly. And this has got the 2.4 amps yes. ports on them, not the wimpy little one amps or something like that. So yep. it'll charge like my iPad at full power. 2.4 amps times the five volts right. will give you the 12 watts. Right. So it's my 12 watts. So the checkbox there but man what i really want was built in ac 
prongs. The dual you, prongs. Sorry, Elliot. Did you hear that? Yeah, that? Those are U.S. prongs there, baby. Yep. It's built into the case. They fold down, uh, much like on a standard Apple. Or our Aki. Our Aki thing. USB charger that, uh, congratulations to Sarah and Jared for yes. winning on the screenshot because the rest of you were too scared. <laughs> and also a big congratulations to Sarah. She announced today on Facebook that they are expecting a child. Well, congratulations. Her and Zach, so... Well, when the child a future is, not nerd, when the child's older, you can give the child the Aki USB yes. charger as a little present. Or no, Jared didn't win. Todd won. Jeez, that's horrible. Our so, power listeners. Sorry, Todd. Sorry, Todd. We weren't even paying attention because you, yes, you and Sarah were the only ones really, besides yeah. me and Nate, who posted. Well, our, and Todd won extra this week because he, we all met up to try the naked chicken chips at yes. Taco Bell for a little PDX Fast Foodie video, and which you, you can check out on the PDX Fast Foodie YouTube channel. And if you do so, you'll get a, a really quick glimpse of Todd and I. Yes. We're featured for about a half a second in that video. But we digress. We need to get yes. back to Sidestep. the, the uh, pick of the week. Yes. So this little guy, it's got the fold down prongs because I hate taking along a USB Aki charger yes. and another cable just to charge my power brick. Yep. So I can plug it in and leave it plugged in all the time. Any outlet on any wall, plug it in. You're good to go. Let's say it's half charged and I'm getting some lunch at Starbucks or McDonald's or something. And there's a power outlet there. I'd be like, score, I'm going to charge my 12,000 milliamp thing. And then when I'm out in the woods, I've got power. So I like it. But here's, Nate, what would you pay? I think I already told you the, the cost of this. These are... Available on Amazon for around 25 bucks, I think. 30, 29.85 is what I'm finding currently for the price. Yeah. I found this at Walmart for $15 US cash. Wally World. Money. And they had a they have a whole series of power bricks there that you can get. Not power bricks, um, portable batteries. Yes. Um, that you can get some as low as seven dollars. And I found one that was like an eight thousand or you know, like a seventy eight hundred million yeah. for seven dollars and i was like yeah i should probably get this but it was one that you had to plug into a charger mm. a little usb thing more cables and i was like but seven bucks is pretty good then i go around the corner and i see this oh, one was there a little light shining yes, from heaven down from heaven and the funny thing is is i found out that the lower capacity ones actually cost more money huh. because i guess they're smaller and more portable okay. they're more yeah. People like them better. Better like, engineering into it. I guess so. But I'm like, I give me the big honker because I yeah. I want the power. No, it's good to have that. We talk about it all the time. You need different options. You need maybe a small one if you're on the go all the time. But what, having one of these big honkers that can also charge up your laptop, albeit a little slower than a regular charger. But sure. if you were in a pinch to have that in your backpack, mm-hmm. you could plug that into your laptop and get that extra bit of power you need yep. or charge up, you know, two people's phones. If yeah. you and the wife are on a road trip or something. and Or if I'm at the airport and there's some lonely teenager sitting there sad because he can't play Candy Crush or yes. something, but like, I've got a power brick, you know, I'd be the hero. Send me a free life on <laughs> Candy Crush. That's a great pick. We, over the last 74 ep- previous 74 episodes there's mm-hmm. been several where we've talked about these kind of items but this is the this has been your unicorn that you've been yes. looking for and Nate will you feel this it's got such a nice silky oh, feeling yeah. to it 
It's coated with this nice little rubber stuff. Yeah, so you so. can set it down on the table, and it's not—it's not, it's not going to scratch anything in your backpack. It's yeah, it's really nice, and for fifteen bucks, cool. it was a bargain. Yeah, so Amazon thirty bucks, which is still a bargain for a twelve thousand milliamp hour yeah. uh, battery pack. So if the we find a, juice, if we find a cheaper link on Walmart.com, we'll yes. provide that in the links. But otherwise, just go to the Walmart store. And look them up. And Amazon, quick reminder, not ad. Amazon.notnerd.com for all your Amazon shopping gives us a little kickback because we are affiliates. Helps us keep the show going. All right. So what is, Nate, what is your pick of the week? Oh, great. There you go with your voices again. So anyways, I teased earlier that this OTG, I was searching around Amazon yeah. to see what I could get for my iPhone that was on OTG. And, and what's OTG again? On the go standard for the USB into your phones. Okay. So plugging in like a keyboard. Yes. Any kind of devices. So I started looking around and I was like, I've got to get something. You know, there's got to be something cool I can do with my iPhone with this standard. Right. So I found I'm trying to dig it out of my pocket. Yeah. Careful, I can see your lower back tattoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know I'd have to bend over this far. To, I've got a lot of stuff in my pockets right now. I'm going to have to do right. some emptying here. There's some money. I see money, Why some I, AirPods. <sighs> what is, was it a, a clip or a stand? What, is, what do you got going on? What, money. Is Isla in drives. there? What yeah. is going on? Oh, there it is. You got so much. No, it was uh, with Mother's Day today. I got a lot of stuff in my pockets. So, anyways, I'll give you the title because that's how we like to start off. Oh boy, we have the (laughs) iNASN multiple SD card reader, Lightning USB OTG SD HC micro SD card reader for iPhone seven six S six plus iPad Android phone. Boom. So, so what this device is, is it would kind of look what? like your standard SD card reader. Yeah. You've got one side, you can put in a mini SD it's card. It's like a one inch by a two inch little square yeah. rectangle. And the other side, you can actually do a full size SD card. Okay. The older big size or the one that a camera would use. Now on this end, you have just a regular USB, USB 3.0. So you could plug it into your computer and use it as an SD card reader. Mm-hmm. The other end, what? you have Lightning, which is the connector for my iPhone. That's unheard of. So I can plug this into my iPhone and put in an SD card. So I have given a lot of advice to photographers for backup stuff. Mm-hmm. So with this, if you're out like shooting a wedding and you wanted to have that extra backup before you took off, you could take the SD card out of your camera, mm-hmm. put it in this device, put it in your phone and copy all your pictures to your phone. They have a little app. It'll prompt you when you plug it in. Yeah. Now here, Dave, is where my mind was blown. I, I kind of have an idea what you're going to do, but show me anyway. The listeners, and you're just going to have to check this out, but I have never seen this before. Dave, Take a look at that. So on the USB end. Have you have you ever seen the movie Alien? <laughs> yeah. Oh, where, totally. Where the big alien is attacking the yeah. person and they open their mouth and a second smaller mouth with a set of teeth sticks yes. out of the big alien's mouth? Well, this is quite similar. Outside of the standard USB port, a small little micro USB yes. connector pushes out. Yeah. So if you have an Android phone yeah. or an, uh, some type of device that uses that connector, you could use it for that also. Yeah. 
You don't have to carry around a little cable converter. No. No. So yeah, so you could do it to your computer, to an iPhone or an iPad, and then to an Android device, all with this one little um, one little device. So I I was I was thinking because I've actually been uh, borrowing someone's DSLR camera, which has SD cards. So I thought, you know what, this would be great to get one, test it out, and then have a great product for photographers to be able to use because I can see that would really be a benefit. Another benefit would be, you know, if you're traveling and you have a smaller storage phone, mm-hmm. you could actually offload pictures onto this back onto the SD card. Okay. You could store, you know, movies on it. You could do possibilities. Possi- endless. Endless. Endless, uh, possibilities. endless to the extent of, I think, movies and videos. Now, I've seen other devices. pictures and videos. Yeah. I've seen other devices that are somewhat like a thumb drive. Yes. And on one end, they have a standard port with the little uh, alien yes. extra mini port. But on the other side, they have a USB type C so that I could use those you with my computers. And then I could put it in a standard computer's port yeah. and we could copy data onto the same yes. little thumb drive, yeah. which is so kind of cool. They do it where it's a yeah, built-in thumb drive as opposed to the SD card. Yeah, but, but the I SD thought, card reader is great because yeah, it's storage as well. More flexibility. So, yeah. Dave, <laughs> what would you pay Man. for the iNASN multiple SD card reader? Well, I would probably pay like 80 bucks for that well, thing. I mean, true. it's amazing. Hey, Dave, I've got an adapter <laughs> yeah. I'll sell you yeah. right now. I'll give it to you for 70 Okay. The problem is the build quality is not quite worth yeah, 80 it's, bucks. Yeah, That's it's the i-flash device HD. Um, it does have an app, which, again, is not yeah. top quality. But uh, I I would pay, I'd pay $9.99 for that device. Well, you are pretty close. You've been you're skewing to the other side because you're usually a little high. Yeah. Uh, I purchased this Amazon Prime for twelve ninety nine. Yeah. So that right was going to be that, my second guess. Yeah, that ten dollar price range, and there's a bunch of different options. Uh, this one I had a couple reviews, but I figured for twelve ninety nine, I tried out, and so far it has worked well. Oh, now Dave's trying to see if he can connect it to his AirPods. So I, <laughs> my AirPod has a lightning connector <clears throat> port. So I, so if you, you hook this into a standard computer, I wonder oh, if it would charge. I'm just Frankensteining the heck out of this thing. But anyway, this is really cool. And it's even got a little Android icon. Yes, to let you know. Again, something for twelve ninety nine to have in your toolkit. If it's something, if you, you use bag. SD cards, yeah. I'm I'm carrying it in my pocket right now. It'll probably move into my uh, little case thing that I keep in my backpack. Well, that's but, really cool. Uh, I am looking forward to using this more in photographers. There will be a link in the show notes where you can go get yourself one on Amazon Prime. Well, with that, uh, we have talked tech enough tonight. We, we have, have overloaded you with excellent information, <laughs> and you are just probably itching to share this podcast with somebody else. You are. So please keep sharing, keep leaving reviews, keep talking to us on Facebook, keep giving us ideas. We love all of it. We just we want to interact with you guys. Yeah. We want to keep growing, not nerd. And so... With that, we're going to leave you for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, Walk me through again what happened this afternoon. I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Dad gave away. Dad gave away. 
my neighbor got big testicles Cause we see this dude every day We eat ribs with this dude But we didn't have a clue That that girl was in that house She said please help me get out Yeah, give a win, yeah, give a win Give away, 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 give away,